This is Serenade Radio with the best in easy listening. Now here's Mark Stein with Stein's Song of the Week. In the entire history of the pop charts, there has been only one song to hit number one first time round, and then again exactly a quarter century later. 1934, Paul Whiteman's band with vocalist Bob Lawrence. And 25 years later, to the week, 1959, The Platters. They asked me how I knew my true love was true. Well, might you wail, oh, 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 that's pretty much how the composer's wife felt about it. Jerome Kahn died in 1945, so although he knew the Paul Whiteman record, he never heard the Platters version. His widow Eva did hear it, however, and loathed it. She felt her husband wouldn't have wanted his songs abused so, and she and her lawyer called on the great Max Dreyfus, Jerome Kahn's publisher at Chapel Music, to assert their copyright and see about taking out an injunction against the Platters. Mr. Dreyfus regretfully had to inform Mrs. Kern that, alas, he'd been the one to suggest to the Platters that smoke gets in your eyes would be just perfect for them. And unfortunately, it looked like the single was on course to sell over a million copies. Mrs. Kern decided to forego the injunction. I something here inside cannot be denied said someday you'll find all who love are blind Flame dies, 
smoke gets in your It was an odd song for 1959, but then it was an odd song for 1934. Smoke Gets In Your Eyes isn't one of those timeless ballads like It Had To Be You or I'll Be Seeing You. It sounded old even when it was new. Even nine decades ago, it didn't talk the way pop songs were meant to talk. So I chaffed them. Name another song with the word chaffed in it. They all chaffed at Christopher Columbus. Oh, I chaffed them and I gilly laughed Who think they could doubt my love Yet today my love has flown away I am without my love Now laughing friends deride Tears I cannot hide So I smile and say When a lovely flame dies Smoke gets in your eyes The very first recording of the song Gertrude Neeson with orchestra conducted by Frank Sinatra's cousin Ray Sinatra Smoke Gets In Your Eyes has its origins in Jerome Kern's masterpiece, Showboat. In 1927, he wrote so much great music for that show, not just Old Man River and Make Believe and Can't Help Loving That Man of Mine, but so many other things that in anybody else's score would have been the highlight. A lot of it fell by the wayside, cut in rehearsal or during out-of-town tryout. There was simply too much music. No laughing friends deride Tears I cannot hide So I smile and say When a lovely flame dies Smoke it in your And so among the minor casualties was that tune which started life as a bit of up-tempo fluff Jerome Kern wrote for a tap dance to be performed in front of the curtain while they're changing the scenery. Five years later, 1932, he retooled the showboat tap dance as a march, intended to be the theme of his upcoming NBC radio series. But the NBC show never happened, and a year later, the composer and his longtime collaborator, Otto Harbach, found themselves adapting for Broadway a novel by Alice Dürer Miller called Gowns by Roberta.
I could tell you the plot of Gowns by Roberta, but I'd rather set my hair alight and fondue my eyeballs. Uh, suffice to say, there's an all-American college football jock running a dress shop in Paris with a fetching young assistant who's really a Romanov princess on the run from the Bolsheviks. Oh, wait, I feel my follicles self-combusting already. In the teens, Khan had more or less invented American musical comedy with Guy Bolton and P.G. Woodhouse. In the 20s, he'd revolutionized the musical with Showboat. In the 30s, he was having a tougher time of it. So too was Otto Harbach. It seemed a long time since he'd once had five shows running simultaneously on Broadway. His catalogue of hit songs went back a quarter century to 1908. Cut a little closer Oh, mine Cuddle up and be Like to feel your cheeks so rosy Like to make you comfy, cozy Cause I love from head to toe Big hit take-home tune that everyone loved from head to toesy from the Broadway hit of 1908, Three Twins. Music by Carl Hoschner, lyrics by Otto Harbach. What made Mr. Harbach want to get into musical comedy? Well, one day he was taking a streetcar uptown and it passed a giant billboard advertising some forthcoming entertainment starring Faye Templeton. He'd been planning on becoming an English professor, Chaucer and all that, but seeing the enlarged image of the already very generously proportioned Miss Templeton, the thought occurred, I wonder what it would be like to write a musical show. Cuddle up a little closer Love him Cuddle up and be my little and vine. Faye Templeton had been a star since the 1880s. She'd introduced my blushing Rosie, You Are My Posy. And it may be that a third of a century after seeing that billboard, Otto Harbach's enthusiasm for the plot of Roberta derived from no more than the fact that their producer, Max Gordon, had managed to talk Faye Templeton out of retirement. She had just one song in the show, but Kern and Harbach wrote her a great one. There are no surviving recordings of Miss Templeton. A few years back, the wreck of a Klondike Gold Rush paddle wheeler from 1901 was found at the bottom of Lake La Berge in the Yukon and Broadway buffs got very excited because frozen in the vessel were perfectly preserved discs of two Faye Templeton songs. Alas, uh, when they brought them up from the deep, her voice was not on either. 
It would have been nice had someone bothered in what would prove her final Broadway show to record the very last song she sang on stage. But nobody did. In lieu of Miss Templeton, here's that glorious ballad sung by Dinah Shaw. Yesterday Yesterday's Days I knew as happy Sweet sequesterday a minute forsooth was mine who puts forsooth into a song lyric in 1933 well hold that thought aside from Faye templeton roberta was brimming with up and comers uh, the pre-radio bob hope the pre-hollywood sydney greenstreet and fred mcmurray and the pre-us senate george murphy one day Otto Harbuck happened to be round at Kern's place and saw an old tune lying on the piano. He asked Jerry to play it and the composer obliged. The notes that had taken Otto's fancy were mostly quavers. Pom 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 the kind of machine gun notes you can tap dance to. Jerry told him the tempo was all wrong for a show like Roberta, but Otto said no. Let me hear the short, fast notes again, but this time play them long and slow. And when he did, the tune emerged as the stately melody that had been there all along, buried in a discarded scene-change instrumental from Showboat and an unused radio theme for NBC. Harbach went home and wrote a lyric. For the role of Stephanie, the shop girl come Russian princess, Max Gordon had found a beautiful Ukrainian called Tamara. The writers insisted that at her audition she perform Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, so she did. At the end, neither composer nor lyricist said a word to her. After a long, awkward silence, she asked nervously if she'd sung it wrong. Oh, you are all right, said Kern. It's the song we're not sure about. On November the 18th, 1933, Roberta opened at the New Amsterdam on Broadway. Smoke Gets In Your Eyes was the first solo of Act Two and building the program as a proverb. That's to say, Tamara, as Princess Shopgirl, introduces the song as an old Russian saying. 
When your heart's on fire, smoke gets in your eyes. Tamara sang it very simply, accompanying herself on the guitar, and when she'd finished, you either got it or you didn't. Among those sitting in the stalls were the conductor Andre Kostelanitz and the critic Robert Simon, and they both agreed that the song was, quote, terrible, it has no future. But outside the show, it took off instantly. Paul Whiteman's version was the number one, but Emile Coleman and his Riviera Orchestra made number four and Ruth Etting number 15. And chasing Whiteman into the top three was Tamara's own recording, not with guitar, but with Leo Reisman's orchestra. His Smoke Gets In Your Eyes, sung by the lady who introduced it, albeit not quite as in the show. They asked me how I knew my true love was true. I, of course, replied, something here inside cannot be denied. They said someday you'll find all who love are blind. The musicologist Alec Wilder never cared much for the song and sniffed that, quote, it's always on the edge of artiness. Unlike the narrow range of yesterday's smoke gets in your eyes, ascends an octave in its first few bars, as if Kern's itching to get back to operetta and doesn't care who knows it. The melody can easily seem too stiff and formal ever really to flow, at least until you get to that lovely middle section. As for Otto Harbach, he seems to have responded to the tune's stateliness. Either that, or at the age of 56, he decided to quit pretending he was into the Hepcat talk and just wallow in archaisms. As we heard, he put forsooth in yesterday's, and in smoke, he wrote, so I chaffed them. What actually does that mean? Well, chaff, verb transitive, to tease in a good-humoured way, from the noun chaff, light jesting talk, banter, which is probably from chaff, as in the coverings and so forth, separated from the seed in threshing grain, i.e. surface froth, conversationally speaking, not the real stuff to chew over. Circa 1820s. Have you heard it much since? Yet Otto Harbach sat down in 1933 and put it in a lyric, and whether or not the Platters or Brian Ferry or Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead had any idea what they were singing about, it remains the only song 
with any chaffing going on in it. So I It's amazing how few laughing friends deride the tears that rockers and doo-woppers and reggae artists cannot hide. The chaffing and deriding have proved no obstacle to the song's success. By the time they got their royalty checks, the platters were no doubt chuffed to be chaffed. Many years ago, after writing about the whimsies of Otto Harbach, I received a note from Mr. A.J. Snyders in South Africa, who wrote that chaff, pronounced chaff, remains part of the language in the small towns to the east and west of Johannesburg. Uh, To chaff the girls is to flirt with them, wrote Mr. Snyders. This is just chaff-chaff means we are just pretending, as in, is that just chaff-chaff or are you really going to live in Botswana? The most common use is probably, I was just chaffing you, man, to mean I was just kidding around. And for everyone outside the small towns east and west of Joburg, it's as if Otto Harbach is saying, this is the voice I'm writing in and the rest of the planet will just have to get used to it, as they have done in versions from Engelbert to Serge Gainsbourg. Now, laughing friends Gaulois getting in Serge Gainsbourg's eyes. It's a marvellous image, especially in an age when a cigarette bore a lipstick's traces. Back in 1934, the song saved the show. Never mind the Platters or Brian Ferry, Jerome Kern couldn't stand any of that first flush of 1930s dance band arrangements, and were it not for the fact that he'd yet to recover from the 1929 Wall Street crash, he'd have yanked the song from public distribution. Between the tap dance and the radio march and Tamara's guitar, he couldn't seem to hear how his own tune was meant to sound. It's certainly gotten slower over the years, and I sort of know what Kern means. I have a handful of favourite versions I play again and again. Sometimes they strike me as terrific, but at other times, faintly ridiculous. For example, that fine actress and singer Polly Bergen. They ask me how I knew how true love was true I of course replied something deep inside cannot be denied and sometimes I think wow 
Polly's really digging deep under the skin there. And other times I think, oh, for Pete's sake, stop making such a meal of it. And if I'm thinking the latter, I turn to Betty Madigan, who for some reason does it as Jerome Kern meets Ravel's Bolero. Asked me how I knew my true love was true. I, of course, replied, something here inside cannot be denied. And then I think, who the hell would swing that middle section? And I turn to the master. Marcel Stellman was a Belgian chancer in London who had nine terrible ideas, but the tenth one always hit the jackpot. He wrote Tulips from Amsterdam, and he created the Channel 4 show Countdown, and he was something to do with Pinky and Perky. And one day he got the idea of putting a very great actor in front of an orchestra and telling him to pay no attention to whatever they were doing. I can never decide whether this is sincere and affecting or just plain ludicrous. But either way, it takes guts. Dirk Bogard. They asked me how I knew my true love was true. And I, of course, replied something here inside couldn't be denied. They said, someday you'll find all who love are blind. When your heart's on fire, you must realize smoke gets in your eyes. So I chaffed them, and I, I, I gaily laughed to think that they could doubt my love. And yet today my love has flown away and I'm without my love. And now laughing friends deride, tears I cannot hide. So I smile and say, when a lovely flame dies, smoke gets in your eyes.
song from me to you. Dirk Bogard accompanied, if that's the word, by Eric Rogers and his orchestra, music by Jerome Kern, words by Otto Harbach, and ne'er the twain shall meet. Otto's son, Bill Harbach, a very successful television producer, told me that right at the end of his dad's life, when he was all but blind, confined to a wheelchair, pushing 90, He said to his son one morning that he'd had a sleepless night because he'd suddenly realised what was wrong with smoke gets in your eyes. The fact that the rest of the world had decided decades earlier that what was wrong with smoke gets in your eyes was precisely nothing didn't matter. Otto Harbuck was a perfectionist, a man who sweated over his lyrics to separate the wheat from the chaff and then figured out a way to work in the chaff. Oh, but don't keep the chaff next to your heating oil. That's a fire hazard. They asked me how I knew it was S.O. Blue. I, of course, replies with lower grades one buys. Smoke gets in your eyes. Laughing friends can deride all they want, but almost a century on, this strange semi-art song contribution to the American songbook is here to stay. Stein's Song of the Week was presented by Mark Stein and produced for Serenade Radio by Brian Savin.